Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to OK Podcast. My name is Hayden. My name's Kamila. And Happy New Year! It's January! Woo! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! And with the new year, we are bringing you a lot of cool new segments coming up for the rest of our episodes. We are adding a few new cool things like notable outfits. And accessible kawaii finds. Which I am super excited about. Yeah. I love being able to find something in the wild being like i need to share that i'm constantly doing that to our group chat (laughs) yeah yeah exactly we were like sending something like oh my gosh we saw this cute thing it's so cool and for this month's episode instead of doing a normal interview we're going to be sharing with you the segment that we did at the uh chicago podcast festival live this is like our first like oh we have to do this live and in like we had a time limit of like 20 minutes instead of like at a convention it would be like an hour and Mm -hmm. you know we have a projector and things like that so it was really like cool to be a part of something that was like specifically about podcasts instead yeah, and it really pushed us, but it was also really cool to be able to talk about this subculture that we mm-hmm. all are a part of in front of people who have no idea what the hell we're doing. Right, like, we just, like, it was cool to see the reactions. We ha- we got some really good reactions and, like, people who were interested to know what we were, like, talking about in this little community we have. <laughs> yeah, there's, in fact, there was a, a woman there from a college up here who wanted to do a profile piece on us for a film thing, so maybe, hopefully, we'll see that sometime in the future. Right. Without further ado, let's hop into our events for this month. First up, we have the Anime Los Angeles Fashion Show. Anime Los Angeles Fashion Show is an industry standard style fashion show run by fans for the fans, and it's a part of the Anime Los Angeles convention. The thing that's different about this sort of show is that not everyone who is a model for this show is going to be chosen from the fandoms of J Fashion. They're going to be choosing from like model agencies and things like that. A certain section of people people will be just fans modeling as well, but a larger portion is going to be like professional models. So it's going to look a lot different. My only like I guess concern about it is that means that there might be less variance in body types Ooh, yeah, and race. Ooh. So that's my only thing about it, though. I haven't seen the show, like, personally myself. That's my only, that's my only concern about it. Like, from the pictures that I've seen, I'm just like, hmm. It's like your stereotypical model, you mm-hmm. know, for most of it. Thin, white. So that, that's a thing. Um, and also, like, but the designers can also choose to go outside of that if they can. Um, I, I hope they do. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I also understand that if they are coming from Japan, they might not have any resources to really go outside of that too much. But yeah, it's a concern. The other cool thing about it, though, is that they treat the designers really well um, by supplying like makeup, hair, artists, and then giving a badge. Um, they also like set aside this like fashion boutique pop up for all the, the designers that are in the show. I don't know how that compares to having a vendor's table for the whole weekend, but I think that's just nice that they offer all that to the designers that they choose. Now, as someone who's been to ALA quite a few times, oh, you have. Oh, yeah, nice. I love ALA. 
I was a little disappointed because they, if you're not familiar with the history of ALA, it originally started in a hotel by LAX. And then after they outgrew that venue, they moved to a convention center in Ontario, um, Mm. Ontario, California, not Mm. Ontario, Canada. Um, Uh, Yeah, okay, yeah. So it's now Anime Los Angeles, Ontario, and it's a lot farther and it kind of lost the community appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big reasons why I would go every year is because it was such a small convention and because it felt so intimate. And mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved it there. It was so much fun at the hotel. When I went to the convention center location, it was like they had outgrew the hotel, but they hadn't grown into the convention oh, center yet. Yeah, so okay. it felt like too spacious. It didn't yeah. feel as intimate. But I know for like as a previous volunteer there, mm-hmm. ALA is like a great community and mm-hmm. their staffers are really awesome. So I, I'm hoping they do good on do good by us on this. Yeah, definitely. Um, previous guests have been like uh, ACDC RAG and uh, Creators Guild. They also have a fashion after dark show, which has less, they don't have any um, body restrictions there. I think it's just, like, from the fans. From their description, it's going to be a Victoria's Secret-esque fashion show with a special surprise halftime performance. So it's going to be more flirty, more risque, a bit sexy, which is going to be really fun. I think because of the fear of being um, conflated with a kink or fetish community, Mm -hmm. a lot of people in the J fashion community are a little scared to be more a little bit more sexy yeah a bit more like risque but i feel like having this after dark show it'll be able to open some people up to new experiences right right and it's not gonna be like just j fashion i think there'll probably be some like i don't know cosplay inspired like corsets and stuff. stuff yeah so i can see that mix being mixed in there too that's really cool yeah, both of these events um, happen throughout the January 10th through 12th weekend with the Los Angeles Fashion Show, the main one, happening January 11th at 5 p.m. I don't have a time on the After Dark show. Um, was it on the website? Yeah. Check it out. Don't stop on it. Like, just because we don't have the info, please look at it. I yeah, like, yeah. I Go want, on Facebook please, gonna, or their website and you'll have it together. I want to know what it's like. And the next event that we have is the So Cute Kawaii Harajuku Cutie J Fashion Walk Number 7 on King Street in Old Town, Alexandria, Virginia. That was a mouthful. <laughs> We're again getting into our wish titles again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So Cute Kawaii is a group that puts together these events and things like that. So I understand why they wanted to like put that at the top of the title so you know what the group of people you're going to be meeting up with. They're also working with DMV Harajuku to put together this particular event, at least. So as in the title, this is the seventh walk that they've done. It's going to take place on Sunday, January 27th at 2 p.m. in Old Town, Alexandria. And we are going to hop right into our kawaii spotlight. The item that we picked out is by a brand called Dolls Party. It's a Chinese Taobao brand, so you'll have to get a shopping service for it. White Taobao 
just get on it. Get international yeah. shipping already. Like, it's just there. It. It's there. Like, the demand is you, there. You make so much money. Exactly. Anyways, this item is called Unicorn on the Cloud, Original Lolita, New Dream, Sweet Jacket slash Skirt. So you can either get just the jacket or just the skirt if you want. But this print is so amazing. It's a sky background with really fluffy white clouds. And on the bottom of the skirt, there is a castle and unicorns and bows. So you can either get just the outerwear jacket or the Lolita skirt if you want. Yeah, my favorite part is this jacket. It's almost like a bomber jacket for Lolita. The top cinches with a bow, it kind of goes into like an A-line silhouette to like accommodate your skirt. Smart. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's the puffier sleeves that kind of mimic a blouse. And what I think is really cool is that they have a sax option, which gives you a really pretty morning sky look. But then they also have a black colorway. So if you want a really pretty night sky that's super mysterious, it has stars on it. The black one has (laughs) stars, and mm, I love it. Yeah, I love how in the jacket it's just black, and then as it goes down into the skirt, there's like a gradation into some purples and some pastel colors. So this item also comes in lavender and pink. So if you are interested in other colors as well, you don't want the normal sky background. That's understandable. I guess the pink could be considered like a sunset sky if you'd like, Mm, if you want some sort of justification. (laughs) So now we're on to chaotic candy clothing based in the UK on Etsy.com. I've bought from them before, and one of the items I'm having, like, my eye on are these Decora Loose Sock Style Strawberry Leg Warmers. They do come in some other patterns. So they have, like, the strawberry pattern on a pink background. There are some that have, like, colorful hearts and a white background. And then a pink background with teddy bears strewn across. And there's a pink background with panda bears but the panda bears have like purple instead of black on their faces and stuff of course like my favorite is like the strawberries i feel like that's really decora i don't really see any socks like this like available anywhere for like the price that these are and they're handmade so if you take your measure measurements you know you're gonna have a product that specifically fits you i've never had any problems receiving my items from the uk it usually takes one to two weeks for her to make the items and then they're here in like a few weeks as well and the item that i picked was the three-way lacy pastel pink heartbreaker cute shorts and braces jumpsuit I really like this because I am making an item by hand that I, I've i been making this oh, item yeah, for a while. Yeah. And seeing this, I was like, oh, my God, that's almost like mine. I'm making a lavender bloomer shorts that will have some straps, some long straps that I'll be able to wear up. Or if I want, I'm going to also make a panel where I can attach a an overall panel with shorter straps, or I can just wear the skirt by themselves. And this item reminded me of that. So this one is pink and it has these really cute uh, folds on the ends of the shorts. And the front, it has long straps that go all the way to the other side. And then there is a 
big heart panel in the middle that you can put on there. So you can either keep the straps up and over or you can take off the heart panel and just let the straps dangle. I just think this is a really cool product. I love it when I see items that are really innovative and have Mm -hmm. multiple functions. Right, right. And the next shop that we have is a Japanese brand available on Rakuten called Secret Honey. I'm not sure if you need a shopping service for Rakuten. No, I've ordered oh, really? stuff off of Rakuten um, for ACDC rag. Perfect. Yeah, then, it's really good. Then no shopping service required, just expensive shipping. Yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so the item that I picked is the side lace-up jumper dress, which comes in three different colors, a tan, a burgundy, and a black. I'm specifically looking at the black one. I really like this because in this entire shop because it's more of like a Larme Dolly K looking yeah. shop. I don't see lot, a whole lot of Larme brands overall. Yeah, I'm thinking it might be good for um, certain substyles of Garu as well. Oh, yeah. They use some like Larme looking stuff. So this dress specifically, there are cutouts on the sides of the dress. There are lacy bits where you can tie it up kind of like corset style and then the sleeves are kind of like big frills like a big yeah they 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 don't really go past the shoulders mm-hmm. but there are ruffly sleeves on it it's a nice pleated skirt it's very very sweet and i really like the red and the black the tan isn't really my style more of a gothic kind of guy <laughs> but i love the black it's really really cute if you're looking for a more a dark version of Alarm AK. The item I chose was the fur pon-pon cardigan. The pink one is the one that my favorite, of course. There's also a, like, beige one that has kind of, like, an olive tone to me from what I'm seeing. And then there's a, like, peachy cream version that has, instead of, like, buttons on the cardigan, there's, like, these little... Um, these pom- big yeah these big pom-poms that like cover it kind of like it gives you like a Christmassy vibe which I really like because sometimes I don't really like wearing like the red and the white and I feel like the pink with the white pom-poms gives a Christmassy vibe without yelling like this is a Christmas thing it's just <laughs> like this will go with the rest of my clothing yay <laughs> and it has bunchy sleeves I love bunchy sleeves yeah It looks like the material is kind of like corduroy, which I think is really cool. Corduroy is an underused fabric. And that also means it's going to be warmer. Very warm. Oh, they call... That's not gray. What? That's not gray. Unless it's like a olive gray. Like sometimes... I don't know. Yeah. That's brown. It's It's like if you picked green and then you went to gray in your color picker thing it's, it would just look kind of light like washed green. out yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so now we're gonna move into one of our new segments this is called accessible kawaii finds we specifically wanted to do this because we are giving you a lot of options available for more pricier items yeah that may Overseas. come yeah i was just gonna say you're we're on the same wavelength right now yeah yeah um, <laughs> And we we both really wanted to get some stuff where you don't have to wait two, three, four weeks to arrive. You can just mm-hmm. grab and go. We don't like to always encourage fast fashion, but we do mm-hmm. understand that 
J fashion isn't super accessible. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, at the same time, when you're buying these expensive items, you might need to pick up some like basics and other kind of filler items to help put the whole outfit together in an affordable way. So this section is not only going to have just clothing items, it's going to have lifestyle, food Mm -hmm. items, it's going to be all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So one of the items that I found recently were the sweaters at Forever 21. I, I, I went downtown specifically for hair dyeing products at Sally Beauty's uh. and I passed by Forever 21 and I saw 30% off and I stopped. I looked at my watch. I go... I got, I got 15 minutes I before class. I got time class. for that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like 10 minutes late to class, but you know what? I don't regret it. I yeah. got a super cute pink he sweater. He got some deals. Yeah. <laughs> the sweater without tax was 25 bucks. With tax plus the sale, I got it for 19 So I was super, super excited. I've been needing a basic pink sweater. I want to get a sweater for like every pastel color and every darker goth color so I can just have a bunch of basics. I'm like, I want to wear a mint sweater today. I want to wear a blue sweater today. So I finally got my pink sweater obtained. One down, several more to go. They have a lot of super cute sweaters at Forever 21 that are super cute pastels. Um, And that makes me feel like I need to go. Yes. Oh, my God. Kamila, yes. <laughs> um, so there's the oversized trend that's going around. I found a sweatshirt that was labeled as a small, and it would fit me. So mm. even if you are plus-sized, if you get, like, a large that is oversized, an oversized sweater, it'll fit. Right, You'll yeah. be good. Check out Forever 21. Maybe bring in a coupon so it'll be a little cheaper for you. Yeah, definitely. I was going Christmas shopping at Woodfield Mall, which has a bunch of stores and a bunch of people. I was starting to get like, I need to get out of here. (laughs) But we went to Ragstock because Simon and I, we saw this like hoodie thing from like some months ago. And we're just like, let's go see if it's still there because now I think it'll go with some items that you have. We went to Ragstock and there was this really cute like pastel panel windbreaker hoodie. So it's kind of like the windbreaker material and it has like the top part of it is a light blue and it has a little like zipper that goes up um, for the first half of the shirt. They have this like pink panel part that has these like little snap buttons on there. And then after the little pink strip that connects the zipper... There's a really light green, like a mint color that finishes it out. And I thought it was like really cute and something that Simon would feel comfortable wearing as far as just like the fit and everything like that. The I think he got like the medium. He's pretty tall and everything. So it fit him really well. And he was just like, yes, it'll go with my pink vans. And because <laughs> it's like rare to find things that like. Besides, like, maybe you find a pink T-shirt or something like that to fit, like... A more boyish style. Yeah, a more boyish style. So I kind of felt like, oh, this fits, like, a boyish pastel sort of style that I think he has. I really liked it. I find that Ragstock has amazing options for uh, J Fashion. Mm -hmm. Not only in their vintage section, but for their, like 
kind of like their brand. I don't know if they have a brand. But. Yeah, for, <laughs> I'm not sure. For their produced items, yeah. uh, items that they sell um, that are newer, like they have awesome socks, they have awesome accessories. Mm-hmm. I, and Ragstock does have a website, so check them out if you don't have any of them in your area. If you do, go in person and look at their vintage side because I have found the coveted rose sweaters before. Do you remember that? I sent it to, to the group chat. Yeah, yeah, that's what, okay. It was those really, really sought-after cat pastel sweaters that are sparkly. And I found one for 12 bucks, and I sold it for 35 You know, you can get amazing, amazing finds there. Yeah, at Hot Topic, a item I always kind of, like, pass up, but I noticed that, like, oh, they're kind of, like, biting off the kawaii vibe. These two pastry inspired bows by Blackheart. One bow is it's kind of like a faux leather material uh, that's mint and has white icing. Oh, I love these. I have a yeah. purple one. Yes. Yeah. Icing um, dripping down and then like sprinkles and then they have like a pink one that comes with it that's doing the same thing except it's pink. Yeah, they have them as um, big bows too if you'd like. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I still think headbands. Yes, mine was a headband. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, I always see them around at Hot Topic, and I'm just like, oh, wow, like, this is something that could be used for, like, Fairy Kay or Sweet Lolita or something like that. Pusheen came out with a little, like, pastel collection, which was, like, at the center of the store. They have, like, a lot of different items, but I took a photo of their, like, hoodie... Um, It's not like a zip hoodie, but it has like one of those like center pockets at the bottom. It's got at the top, there's a purple panel and at the end strip in the the cuffs, there are also purple. And in the middle, there's this like pusheen pattern where there's like a pink pusheen and then like some teal ones and then some stars and some cupcakes. Like it's mostly on a white background. I thought it was really cute. There'll be pictures up in the album for this episode on Facebook. It's kind of like hard to describe. There's like a lot going a lot going on. You know Pusheen. They're always like doing eating cookies and like ramen and there's one eating ice cream like there's so there's like space planets i'm just like there's all sorts of stuff going on in this print um but i thought it really fit the color scheme for um doing fairy k or just some like casual kawaii wear out of the fashion area i saw these like stardust bath collections at Lush. Now Lush has like all sorts of really cool collections going on right now because it's Christmas time and you're trying to find something for like your family and already comes in these really nice boxes. The stardust collection has like a pink star-shaped cardboard box and in the, the, the star shape, there's all these little like different color stars that range from like purple, green, and yellow. And then inside of the starry collection, they have a magic wand reusable bubble bar. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, that looks so like sparkly and cool. And snow fairy sparkle jar and snow fairy shower gel and shooting star soap. So it's a lot of like star themed items that um, are like pink and yellow and white. And I just thought that would be perfect for like people who like Uchuke or Magical Girl, like Mahuke. Aesthetic. Yeah, aesthetic. And yeah, you can like take a bath and just fit right in with that. 
Next, Kamila found at Target these Tokidoki page clips and colorful winter accessory basics. So right now I am looking at the Donatella page clips. So these are like bookmarks, yeah? Yeah. Very I, cool. I was like, my mind was blown because I never knew about page clips. And I was just like, oh my God, there's page clips. Like, that's so much better for me than like a bookmark because like it comes in like a pack of like what? five or something so you can like bookmark certain parts in the book that you want to go back to yeah and they're also good for like paper clips Mm -hmm. if you need to chunk some things together so there is a donatella one one of this teacup with a little dog in it and the only thing i can think of is that one picture meme of the guy from breaking bad going no like in response to like someone drinking the dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's another version of Donatella, or I'm not sure what her name is. I'm it's, not sure either. There's these like other Donatella character citizens. Yeah. <laughs> in their like specific world, but it's kind of like a brown version. So I guess a black Donatella. I don't know. I love it. It's yeah. Cute. There's like other Donatellas that are like tan and different things like that. So. And then there is a Donatella-styled cat with frosting on its head and sprinkles and a donut around its tail. And I love it. It's super cute. And then the winter basics are really, really awesome yeah. just for literally basics. You need a hat that's pastel. Target's got it. You need some mittens out or pastel. Target's got it. And they're really fuzzy, really cute. Yeah. They come in all different colors. I describe I describe it more as like they have some primary color options like a straight up like blue, a straight up yellow, a straight up red. They have those options too. Um and they're really like furry. They got like pom poms on like everything and they have these little like um sandals. Sandals that are furry. <laughs> they're really cute. Perfect for decora. Yeah. And then I found recently that Dollar Tree has some really awesome accessories. Right now I am wearing, oh, no, it's actually in the chair over there. I bought a beanie, a pastel pink beanie with two white stripes on it. You know, really simple. It's a it's a dollar, really fuzzy and soft. I really like it. They also had some fuzzy sleep socks that are very kayable. Check out, check out Dollar Tree, man. They have yeah. awesome stuff. I remember going to a dollar store and I found some Lisa Frank band-aids. Oh. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And I've never like found them again at a dollar store. But that was an amazing find. I I bought uh, two packages of them when I found them. Perfect. Yeah, Dollar Tree has awesome stuff. I was looking for uh, stickers yesterday. Uh. I couldn't find any that I liked, but they have tons of stickers. Our next new segment that we are going to be installing into OK Podcast is our Notable Outfit of the Month. So the reason why we wanted to start doing Notable Outfits of the Month is just to throw the love back out to you guys, show you guys some cool people that maybe you guys might be interested in following, just spreading the love to the community some more. We'd love to do that. Yeah, it was inspired by, I remember there's a Garu Valentine's, there's a Facebook page for that. One of the assumptions of J Fashion is that like someone's going to talk about your outfit in like, you know, an insulting way. And Garu Valentine's was like a way of having someone else anonymously congratulate you for your style or a particular outfit or the way that you carry yourself and things like that. And I just thought like that was a really cool concept. And 
that OK Podcast could do something like that too. So the outfit that we have this month, Kamila picked out, it is from Chum. If you remember her, we interviewed her two months ago mm-hmm. about modeling in Japan. So the outfit that Chum is wearing, she is a beauty in PVC. Let me tell you. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. The pants are a pink PVC. The shirt is the pink and blue colorway of the heart cutout top by Kiss Me, Kill Me. Yeah. The shoes, I have no idea where they're from, but holy crap. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those shoes, I don't know, but they're like these spacey platform boots. Covered in PVC, multicolored PVC. She's wearing these, like, headphones, and this is really cool background that just... uh, It screams, like, alien, futuristic stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, she really captured that. So that is our outfit for the month. If you would like to be featured in our outfit of the month, send us your outfits at hashtag OKPodcast on Instagram. We're going to be looking through soon, seeing if anyone's posted. And hopefully you will be on our next month's episode. Woo! So, and again, go follow Chum on Instagram and on Facebook. Follow the com. It's awesome. I love the magazine. With that, we are going to be throwing it into our live segment from the Chicago Podcast Festival. This time, we were talking about assumptions in J Fashion made by outside of our community. So people who have no idea what J Fashion is things that they assume and we basically went through and we talked about the origins of those assumptions and we debunked them. Yeah, for anyone who's new to J fashion, maybe take a listen with the thought in mind of like, oh okay, like this is what people may be thinking and you know, already have some answers in your head of just like, okay, this is where this comes from and this is what I can tell them. If you have any, like, people in your life who are making these assumptions, send them our way and have them sit them down and be like, listen to this. Yes. <laughs> Educate yourself. Yes. <laughs> hey, y'all. It's Hayden. It's Kamala. We talked a bit about how OK Podcast is a labor of love for us. Yes. Neither of us get paid to create this content, and we make it because it's important and we love to do it. Yeah, doing this podcast does take a lot of time and a bit of money. Money, though. Because of that, we would like to tell you about our Patreon. If you become a monthly Patreon at any level, you'll get to contribute questions to our monthly guests. And if you donate at the $3 a month level, you'll gain access to our bonus patron content, which has special interviews with our guests. Like what it's like to be in a garusa, switching styles, and tips on modeling in Japan. There's absolutely no obligation to become a patron whatsoever, but we would greatly appreciate it. We just wanted to give a special shout out to all of our patrons. Yeah, starting with Cora Maria, Foxy Proxy Loxy, Jade, Jesse Ambramovitz, Puvathel, and Yolanda Hill. Thank you all so much for donating to us. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. If you want to be a patron, please check out our Patreon. And one last thing before we get into the last segment for this episode was if you got the time, leave us an iTunes review. Yeah, we are on iTunes and SoundCloud, so... Hopefully soon Spotify. Yeah, so we've gotten some reviews on our Facebook page, which is really nice, but I don't think we are, like, interacted too much with the iTunes community, so if you're listening to us on iTunes, please give us a review and five stars. Yeah, it really does help us. It helps us get our ranking up on iTunes, so when people search up new podcasts... 
we get to show up there too. Yeah, and it's also really nice to know like what you like about the podcast. A lot of the reviews like say exactly what they appreciate, and I'm just like, cool, we're gonna keep doing that. Yeah, so especially if you say exactly what you like and what you don't like, we are able to tweak that to our listeners' preferences, and we can make this podcast more about our community and the community around us. So thank you so much, and now back to the show. Woo! All right, we good to go. Yay! (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chicago Podcast Festival. My name is Hayden. My name's Kamila. And before we get into the meat of our segment today, we just want to give a brief introduction. As Ryan said, we are OK Podcast. We do a podcast based off of Japanese street fashion, the ins, the outs, and a core chunk of our podcast is interviewing people from the community who have made significant contributions or who have cool intersections, and we talk to them about what they do and how it came to be. Yeah, and if we want to, like, introduce ourselves. I'm Kamila. As we said before, I am an alumni, an illustration alumni of Columbia. I basically mooch off of Hayden here, who is still a student, um, <laughs> to record the podcast in the awesome Columbia facilities. Um, anyway, I'm an illustrator. I make clothing and illustrations heavily inspired by J Fashion, and it's something that's like very much a part of my social life and like my career. And I am a student at Columbia. I'm a radio major, so I make use of the booths that we have. I'm very appreciative of the stuff that Columbia lets us use. I am the producer, co-host, co-writer of OK Podcast with Kamila. Yeah. And with that, let's get into it. Yeah, so what is J-Fashion? J-Fashion is like a short term for Japanese alternative fashion. And so Japanese alternative fashion became popular in Harajuku, a neighborhood in Japan, where there was a lot of uh, eccentric boutiques and young people going to gather with all of their different styles. And it was basically just this hub where people were documenting these sorts of different fashion styles coming to be. Um, Now it's spread all over the world, and some of the most, um, I guess, recognizable styles are Lolita, for example, which has nothing to do with the Nabokov-like novel or anything like that. It's basically inspired by... Victorian fashion and Rococo fashion eras. So it's like a lot of like um, big poofy frilly dresses and bows and things like that. Then we have Fairy K, which Hayden is wearing. That's inspired by 80s retro styles and pastel color schemes. And what I'm wearing is Decora. And that's like mostly about... Bold colors, clashing patterns, lots of accessories, like more than the average bear sort of accessories. (laughs) Um, If you think about like Gwen Stefani in like the 2000s, early 2000s, like uh, Harajuku girl, that's like kind of the look that they were going for. But yeah, a lot of these styles can end with the suffix K, uh, K K-E-I, which means style in Japanese or stereotype. Which is where we got our podcast name. We tried to get it to be punny because I love puns. Yeah. Uh, We're so millennials. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's O hyphen K-E-I. So it's 
old-fashioned podcast, O-style. Just a little thing that we really appreciated. And for people in the fashion, they see the visual of OK, and they're like, ah, joke. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So we have, like, a whole community. It's not just, like... We're like these separate little beings just wearing whatever. We do like meetups, fashion shows. We have like uh, fashion idols and like community celebrities. Um, We have like people who are more like lifestylers. They wear this every day and their whole aesthetic is this beyond just the fashion. Their kitchens, their living rooms, everything is J fashion. Yeah. And then... um, Depending on what style you're a part of, it will influence the types of meetups you're going to have. So Lolita will have like tea parties or meet up at some sort of like gothic architecture space. So it will match their clothing more. Whereas if you partake in Gyaru style, you will most likely go clubbing or go do karaoke together with your friends. Right. And with Decora, we kind of like to... Decor and, fa- and Fairy K, we like to, like, uh, meet up and make our accessories. It's kind of like we're the MacGyvers <laughs> of this fashion landscape. We love <laughs> DIY. Yeah. <laughs> what we are going to be talking with you guys about today, now that you have a quick introduction to J-Fashion, is the assumptions that people outside of the community make when seeing this Um, (laughs) for the first time it can be something that's a bit of a shock and that's understandable it's very out there um so we're just gonna talk about the origins of those assumptions and dismantle them and give you a bit of truth behind them right and this goes for like anytime you're seeing anyone dressing like out of the norm because you're not gonna know that oh wow this person's wearing j fashion and i know like you're not gonna like know that you're just gonna see someone like just dressing like maybe like over the top or just uh, very different you're just like you 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 get the the cue (laughs) (laughs) so the first assumption that we have that a lot of people outside of the community make is that the things that we're wearing is a part of a fetish or something that's kinky, which is simply not the case. And a lot of where this comes from, one reason is due to the Western versus Eastern idea of the word Lolita. Mm -hmm. So the book Lolita by Nabokov, uh, which is about an older teacher preying on a younger student of his, it's a book that is teaches about the warning signs and grooming and things like that. Yeah. And so it's not supposed to be taken as a like, oh, this is something that I should try to do. The book, (laughs) please don't, please don't. There are people who think, oh, Lolita is a really cool book. It's like, no, it's supposed to be like a, a shock value thing. Um, so in the West, we think of, we hear the term Lolita and we think that it's something very wrong, which is what we're supposed yeah. to. And when the word came over to Japan, the man who, who coined Lolita for the fashion heard the word Lolita and just thought it was a cute word. He didn't know the meaning of it. There was a language barrier there and he just found it was really cute and coined it for his fashion which had very poor consequences, Um, not the best decision, but it's something that stuck, and it's not really something that we can pull apart of our fashion at this point in time. So it's something that's a big part of us, and it's important to make those differentiations between the two words. You have, like, a really interesting story about that, too. Yes. The best way I like to talk about this is 
When I was in sixth grade and I first started getting into J fashion, my first experience and exposure to Lolita was through a makeup tutorial video by Michelle Fawn. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with her. She is huge now. She made a video about Lolita makeup tutorial and I absolutely fell in love with it. And the next day in the car on my way to school, I said, mom, do you know what Lolita is? and I could see her knuckles whiten on the steering wheel. You were saying that you wanted to dress as it for Halloween. Yeah, and she goes, yes. I go, well, can I, can I dress like that for Halloween? And she goes, no, what are you thinking? Are you deranged? Of course you can't do that. You're, you're insane. And I immediately shut down because I had no idea what the book was. I, I had this exposure of fashion. She had this completely different exposure. So I assumed my mother must know something that I don't. So I am just, she's right. She has to be right. We never brought it up again until I was in high school. And then I got re-exposed to it. And then there was that understanding. Oh, so this is what it actually right. is. This is what happened. So it just goes to show what kind of assumptions can be made when hearing the term Lolita. Uh, or that same assumption comes from right. the appropriation of our fashion by kink and fetish groups. Where yeah, it's to the point where, like, if we put something up on Tumblr, a kink blog will repost it and, like, add their own caption to it. And it's kind of like, we didn't have any consent about, like, we're being associated with that. It just gets taken. And then if someone's following that, they assume that, it must be related. Exactly. So people from outside one or both communities see that correlation and conflate the two. When in fact, we get no sexual gratification <laughs> yeah. out of this. We simply like to dress up a certain way yeah. and it's fun. Right. Yeah. And like another assumption is that everybody in Japan dresses this way. So in America, we have this, the, the alternative styles of like goth and punk that's really popular. So we wouldn't want people to think that once you land in America, everybody's dressed goth, punk, or like cowboys for that matter. <laughs> like, that would be ridiculous. Um, it's pretty much the same like mainstream styles that we kind of, like color schemes and stuff that we have here. In Japan, it's still like just a small group of people. It is an alternative street fashion. So it's definitely an underground interest. And this comes from people just stereotyping uh, Japan and Japanese people overall and thinking, oh, this is how it's going to be like. And it just comes from a lack of education. Um, so please, when you go to Japan, if you go to Japan, they're not going to be dressed like this. Even if you go to Harajuku, where yeah, the style originated there, from. Yeah. It is the majority of people are tourists, Japanese tourists, who are just dressed in regu regular casual clothes. The last topic we wanted to touch on is that everyone in the community is submissive, cutesy, cisgendered women. Mm -hmm. um, the assumption of this origin comes from a myriad of facets that are racist, misogynistic, classist, and colorist. The little equation that I like to pull is... Japanese women equals cutesy, which equals submissive, which equals not male, not people of color, not adult, and not independent. So breaking that down a bit, the racism comes in where the assumption that Japanese women are cutesy, 
And that comes from the 1940s during mm -hmm. World War II when American sailors came over to Japan and saw a different culture, a polite culture, and they misconstrued it and made applied. stereotypes off of that. Exactly. And they want they applied the stereotype what they wanted to see on all Japanese women and it's wrong, it's misogynistic, it's racist. And that plays into the submission. They saw these very polite Japanese women and thought that they must be submissive as well. Um, so a lot of the things that come from Japan styles and, and art and things like that kind of get like put into that box. <laughs> exactly. And this submissiveness plays into the idea that, oh, well, if these people dressing this way are cute and submissive, then black women or women of color yeah. or men can't dress up this way. And you actually have a story about this. Yeah, so... Like me, I dress in a lot of different colors and things like that. And so sometimes I will get like hateful comments either from like people who like, they're not really like in the community, but they have a certain idea of like who should be dressing this way. So they're just like, you can't dress this way. You're black, you're dark skin. You don't like, it doesn't go with the fashion. So that's like very much a part of that whole like, black women and other people of color can't be like soft or some sort of thing like that and and the point I want to get across is that everyone has like a balance of these two different like qualities you can be a certain amount aggressive and you can be a certain amount submissive I guess delicate and delicate or so people have like it depends on the situation so I just assumption either way one of our friends had a situation where he was wearing a like really cool shirt from this brand called Rage On, and Rage On decided to reblog the photo, and then he got all sort of like hateful comments. I want to bring up that this friend is a trans man, so they first of all like were like, oh, this person looks like you can't assume their gender and getting comments about like this person's a liberal. Yeah, this person's a snowflake. And I'm just like, there's nothing in the post that has anything to do with his political beliefs or like what his gender nothing nothing is there except the outfit. I would understand more if they were just judging the outfit and saying, like, we don't like all these colors. <laughs> we <laughs> don't like for you, rainbows. That's okay. and, you know, this is ridiculous. But it was about, like, assumptions they were just making about the person. And there's so many different types of people in the community just knowing by being in it that I'm just like, you can't really make those assumptions. I myself, being a transgender man, even though I like to dress in dresses, I've gotten so much hate from people saying that I'm not really a man or people questioning my gender identity, which cisgender men in the community don't get because of the genitalia that they have. Whereas those cisgender men do get very homophobic slurs thrown at them. Mm -hmm. But it, we all face a certain kind of discrimination if we don't fall into that box of white cisgendered cute women. So yeah, there are 
so many different people in this right. uh, community. And another assumption is that, that goes along with this is like, we must be like escaping from reality. Like we're not independent people that have jobs or like go to school or are trying to like make a better life for ourselves. We're basically like into that whole like millennials, they don't they can't have use their any, money right. They can't use their money right. And like they don't want to have jobs. They don't want to work for their like achievements. And it's just like you're wearing these like fun clothes. Like you need to be getting out there working a job and dressing in job clothes 24-7. You're a podcaster? That's not a real job. <laughs> right. right. So it's kind of like you get all these other things like thrown at you. Um, I mean, I know that I like look really young, but I'm like 27 and married and I own my own business. So it's kind of like, (laughs) (laughs) from the way that I dress, you you are making assumptions about like, you know, who I am that's like not there. (laughs) Exactly. And inside this community, we have black people, brown people, cis men, trans men, trans women, uh, non-binary people, yeah. people of all sexualities, Even abilities. Republicans. I know. So we have, <laughs> we have... Everybody's in there. We have all classes. Everyone who is in the common populace is in our community as well. So we, as people, are all unique and we have varied experiences mm-hmm. and we call, come from different backgrounds. Uh, we work, we have fun, we go to school, we are people. So something that we want to leave you guys with today is pulling from these assumptions is to get to know us as people, talk yeah. to us, learn our stories, um, don't make assumptions about us off of how we dress. A lot of us are just weirdos who like to dress funny uh but we still do everything you do we eat food we make we have to make food sometimes when we go home sometimes we're lazy and we order in and you know (laughs) it's valid it is valid (laughs) yeah so having this podcast is so important just because like I want to inspire other people that may be like have this like interest in their heart but they feel too afraid to dress out of the box I just really inspire them to have like fun with fashion and if you're like listening to the podcast you can tell that like you know we're nice people other people in the community that we interview are nice and there's lots of different events that you can go to there's lots of different price points for the clothing that you want to buy and wear and there's just a, a variety of ways to be and for myself, this, uh, this podcast is really important because we are able to control uh, the message that we are sending out. A lot of different media outlets misconstrue our messages or they misname us, uh, yeah. like our fashion subtypes or why we're wearing it. It kind of goes back into those like, oh, are they like a deranged little girl that like doesn't know how to grow up or that... They kind of do that a lot in those videos. (laughs) So now we are able to control the message that we're sending out and we can make our own uh, forms of media and uh, get the word out on other people inside our community as well. So with that, uh, we're Mm going to plug our social media. You can find OK Podcast again. That's O-K-E-I on SoundCloud, iTunes, Facebook, and Instagram, which we just mm-hmm. got. And if you guys are interested, we also have a Patreon where you can donate $1 or $3 a month. Um, we actually just got a new patron today, which is awesome. <laughs> uh, we're starting to 
build the process yeah. of like making this a career for us. So mm-hmm. thank you all so much for coming today. We hope you have the great rest of your weekend. Please stay dry. I know it's supposed to be storming yeah. today. So. Stay warm. Stay warm. Bye everyone. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>